0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for joining me today on this special episode. Special episode? I mean, All the episodes are special to me, but this one is special because instead of talking about one tarot card, we have two tarot cards here. And it's a very interesting combination. I pulled these cards together and I felt like the message that was coming through the cards was not only meant for me, but meant for so many other people, especially with all these changes that are going on in the world. So we have the Hermit. And Page of Cups. How interesting, right? (laughs) Because you look at the hermit, you see the hermit, he's isolated, probably disapproved by society, dressed in rags. He looks like he is well on his way through his journey in an honest search for truth and meaning in his life. It's a very heavy, very dark card. And then we look at the Page of Cups, who looks bright, connected, happy, joyful, very childlike, very innocent, and is just very playful. And the Page of Cups is fully aware of the divine that's around him or her. Very different from what we have here in the Hermit. And so I want to talk about these two cards in the context of transformation in the context of, you know, being at a point in your life where you are making new decisions and these decisions feel scary. And maybe these decisions and these changes are something that defies the traditional rules of society. And so combining the messages of these cards and having them work together in this beautiful unison that shows the process through that transformational experience, in meditating upon those energies, it can be quite liberating, quite healing, and quite transformative because it exemplifies both the light and the heavy sides of moving forward in our lives, in transforming, in becoming our own person. Many of us struggle to march to the beat of our own drums and are filled with doubts and fear about honoring our own intuitive guidance. We have grown up depending on what other people tell us to do. And there is this tremendous comfort in following the cultural norms and societal expectations. Like, for example, the formula of going to college, getting a job, getting engaged, getting married, buying a house... Having lots of children and eventually retiring and then having grandchildren and so forth. That type of sequence. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just interested in questioning it. And seeing if I genuinely want that or if I only want that because society raised me to want that. And raised me to think that if I do those things, then I can call myself a success. And any deviation from that plan means I'm a failure. It's so interesting, right? And we might not consciously be aware of those things. It might just be kind of in the background when we talk to old friends from high school or college. And we might be a little bit scared to tell them where we are in our lives. And we kind of get into that comparison trap of, oh, well, they have husband and they have kids and I don't have any of those things and I'm this age and I should be doing this. So it's incredibly enlightening to just step back and question that formula that we all tend to naturally subscribe to. And so what I wanted to talk about today in regards to the hermit is the hermit embodies the pain of going your own way. It. Embodies the feeling of wanting to shut down, to not move, to just crawl into a fetal position and just crumble. To feel the pain of isolation, the pain of maybe losing friends or relationships that no longer serve you or resonate with your values. To feel the pain of genuine growth. Growing pains are real. And to feel the growing pains of your expansion and going way past your ego's comfort zone is absolutely natural. It's normal and it's built into your body as a human. So if you're feeling growing pains, that's a good thing. It means, yes, <laughs> you're working as a human. Your, your human body is working. All those impulses and instincts are there as they are supposed to be. To shed our old skin, to lose our identities and step into becoming someone who we are called to be, that can be a painful process. Shedding the old stories, the old beliefs, the old wounds, it can feel very, very heavy. And here's one thing that can help with that painful process, because oftentimes That is the number one reason why we don't do it. Why we don't follow our dreams and follow our intuitive impulses and follow what seems to be calling to us. Because we'll have to endure the discomfort and the pain of growing and changing and experiencing new things even if those things are good in the long run. The ego part of us would rather stay unfulfilled in a predictable environment rather than feeling beautifully fulfilled and live on the edge of life where it does not have a firm grasp of its environment. When we expand beyond our ego's limits, and we are caught in that in-between state where we know what we're doing is right for us, but yet it still feels painful anyways, the key to staying strong throughout the entire shedding process is to stay in the body. What that means is that rather than constantly overanalyzing it, rather than sitting there and saying to yourself, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have said that, how could I be so dumb to do that? You know, asking yourself, why is this happening to me? How can I escape this? All that stuff. Instead of doing that, we can stay in the body because if we were to indulge in that type of thinking... When we go in and analyze the crap out of the situation, it just leads us down a big rabbit hole and nothing really gets accomplished, even though your brain thinks it's moving forward. It's not. It's just the ego trying to stop you from moving forward by giving you all these fears you think you need to analyze and solve and figure out. And in order to alleviate the Endless dialogues our minds can get into, we need to leave the mind and go into the body. We need to stay grounded in the sensations of the pain, in the feelings of this heavy experience. Instead of resisting it, we are allowing it. A huge example of this is when I first announced the start of my business uh, last summer. I had made this huge Facebook post about my story, my journey, with my body image issues and emotional eating, and it was just like this huge coming out to the world. Because up until that point, I hadn't really shared any of my real experiences with anyone. It was really hard for me to open up and be vulnerable with even some of my closest friends. And the only people that knew what I had gone through and also knew my passion for wanting to help others was my boyfriend and my two cousins. That's it. And, you know, for me to be 25 at the time and a life coach, that seemed so scary. And it totally brought up a lot of issues around being an imposter or not having enough life experience to help anyone and who do you think you are to do this and blah, 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 blah. And the rest of my family and friends just knew me as Gretchen. The registered nurse. (laughs) And no one understood how much I was really passionate about being an entrepreneur, having my own business, and being my own boss and doing that right now, not when I was in my 30s or 40s or more financially ready to do something like that. And so I remember when I posted this really long post on my Facebook, a part of me felt like this was the right thing to do, but also a part of me was terrified beyond words. Like, in my body, fear felt so amplified, and it felt like it was going to take over me. And immediately after I hit post, I just wanted to run and hide and cry because suddenly I felt so vulnerable. And I also felt this enormous amount of shame. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Who am I to say those things and step up and show the world that I am this person? I wanted to go back and delete it and just forget about it, but I knew enough not to. But man, I just sitting there, feeling totally weak and exposed and vulnerable, it was presenting as this intense bodily feeling, like I was going to throw up. And there was all this tension in my throat, which in retrospect now, that was my throat chakra <laughs> opening up because I was finally communicating and speaking my truth. So it's interesting to kind of think of that and how our bodily sensations can actually correlate with our chakras. So anyways, this process can very much feel like you're dying. And when you put yourself out there in an authentic way like that, in a sense, yes, you are correct. You are dying. Your old self-image is dying. Your old identity is dying in order to make room for the new, expanded you. You're like a snake shedding its skin. And so when you are in those moments of deep, deep terror, stay with your body. Make it a bodily experience rather than something you need to analyze and think about and solve. Allow your body to process the expansion and the mind will follow later. So I remember lying on the ground of my room, completely torn, but also so willing to open my heart up to this experience, willing to open myself to the pain instead of running away from it like I had done so many times before. I opened towards it. I embraced it. I allowed it to pass through my body and I went into my body and asked myself, what physical sensations are present? And so I sat with it and I said to myself, okay, there seems to be this dull, heavy pressure that is present in the center of my chest. My entire chest actually feels very heavy. Interesting. And then from there, I consciously said, I am willing to simply sit with this physical sensation and just have it be that. Just a physical sensation, a sense of heavy pressure in my chest. It's just the vibrations going through my body. And that's it. And what this does is it takes you out of your ego mind and it puts you into an almost meditative state. Like you've stepped back from the experience and you become the witness to the physical sensations rather than getting sucked into it rather than identifying with the pain you are the observer of the pain and it becomes a very different experience when you step into that level of awareness and when you do this you will find that there is a sense of peace that arises out of being willing to sit with the experience rather than fighting off the pain you allow it in and wave your white flag in the peace arises. It's a very beautiful, humbling process. And sometimes during this, you find yourself shedding tears and feeling an enormous amount of heaviness just being lifted, just in the simple intention of being present with the pain, being present with the physical experience, and giving up the fight against it. Being in this hermit stage of your transformation Feels very liberating because you're able to surrender the whole thing as you process the pain of your old identity and let go of the heaviness. The hermit is someone who has dissolved his own self image for the purposes of finding the truth. He has given up his material things, his house, his status, maybe old relationships, all to serve the divinity that resides within him. He does not live his life in order to meet the expectations of others. He wants his life to be about serving love, which exists anywhere and everywhere, not only just in the comforts of normal living. And so that's where we get to make this beautiful transition and talk about the page of cups, which is about the lightheartedness that follows the hermit phase. And it's about being of joyful service to your inner divine light. To follow your joy, your bliss, and to feel so connected to spirit, which connects all of us to each other. I recently got the Sacred Rebels Oracle Deck, which has been so amazing to work with. And a line that I read from the guidebook was, Shame is simply an emotion. It's not the truth. And that reminds me of the Page of Cups so much. Because to the Page of Cups, yes, shame is just an emotion. It's not the truth of who we are. And since I've read that little piece of wisdom, it has created an amazing shift in my life. Because I think shame is one of those emotions for me that I am the most unconscious around. I can understand fear, I can understand doubt, but for me, for some reason, when shame hits me, it's like there's suddenly something fundamentally wrong with me, and it feels like the truth. Like, it feels like an absolute fact. And then I get caught up and twisted in it so quickly and intensely. And something that I've realized is that the more I expand past my old self the more likely I will run into experiences that invoke shame within me. And every experience becomes another opportunity to turn on the light a little bit brighter and open up my own awareness to it so that I can see it clearly for what it is and learn to understand the shame so I can love it and embrace it and welcome it when it arrives. When it arrives at my doorstep and knocks at the door, I want to be the person to open the door and welcome it with open arms and say, welcome, thank you for coming. I'm so happy you are part of the team and we can do this together. (laughs) And I just, I actually envision that in myself of shame knocking on the door and just me opening up and be like, thank you. I have been waiting for your presence. You are a blessing to my life, and I appreciate you for coming. And for anyone who wants to learn more about how to do this with your emotions, go check out the Queen of Cups episode, which is episode 3. And I feel like I reference that episode a lot, but it's honestly one of my most favorite episodes. And just understanding her energy has unlocked... This whole world for me and being able to be compassionate towards our emotions and process them rather than pushing them out the door. But, anyways, once we go through that, once we are willing to allow whatever emotion that comes knocking on that door, whether it be shame or fear, sadness or loneliness, whatever it is, we can step into the lightheartedness of the whole journey with the Page of Cups. Because now, You can be so much more open than you were before. And the more open you are, the more open you are to everything, including more joy, more love, more fulfillment. When you stay with the pain and befriend the shame, you find that you have a greater capacity to love unconditionally, to love yourself unconditionally, and to love the world and the people around you unconditionally. The page of cups knows how to go her own way and have fun with it. And it's funny because you go from one card, the hermit, which is depicted by an older gentleman, and then we transition into the next one, which is someone who seems to be the epitome of youth. But that's what it's like to shed your old skin, to shed your old limited identity. You find the infinite joy that has always been beneath the surface. The Page of Cups embodies the joyful heart that is revealed when you decide to march to the beat of your own drum, to love what you love, to love who you love, to follow your passion and bliss regardless of whether or not it is in line with cultural, societal, or familial norms. Because ultimately, you step into this greater awareness that love triumphs over all things. And love isn't something you get from other people's approval of you. Love isn't something you get from being successful and rich and attractive. (laughs) Love is simply your being. Love is your essence, your true essence beyond all form. Love never needs to be earned or bought or owned. It is simply something you decide to connect to and honor and acknowledge within yourself. And from that love, you are guided to the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step after that. From that love is where you tap into that passion, your purpose, your brilliant ideas. And you just get to have fun with life. You get to have fun with the creative process of things unfolding. And most importantly, regardless of the growing pains you may have faced in the past, you will love who you have become. You will love the person that you are and everything about her and everything she stands for because you decided to give her a chance. You decided to believe in her value and that is why she is here for you as you. And it becomes your greatest joy. To serve love above all else. To serve the divinity within each and every person and thing, including yourself, with great joy and reverence. And your self-image becomes this piece of paper in comparison to the wholeness of who you are. The way you are perceived by others and their opinions and their feelings towards you barely make a dent in your confidence. And there is this phrase that I felt like was gifted to me by the universe last year and it pretty much embodies the work that I want to do in this world. And it's self-love over self-image. Self-love over self-image means giving yourself the love you deserve regardless of your opinion about yourself. Regardless of what other people think of you. Self-love over self-image sometimes means taking a break from work. In order to care for yourself, even if it means you'll have a delay in a project or a deadline, because your well being is more important than what other people, your coworkers, your peers will think of you. Self love over self image means putting yourself out there to be of service to other people, even if it means risking people calling you a hypocrite or saying, How dare you try to do this, and all the other stuff they try to tell us. <laughs> Self love over self image is choosing this vibrant, multi dimensional self over a flat, flimsy piece of paper. Because that is essentially what your self image is it is a flat piece of paper that you can rip up and tear up and burn and throw away. It was flimsy to begin with, anyways. It never had the strength or capacity to hold up the truth of who you are. Self love over self image is a concept. I go into more detail on my online course called Adored and Worthy, which is a course about spiritual self-esteem. And I'm so excited to share this with you guys because I feel like it groups all of my most favorite teachings and concepts all together in one place. And so we go through this concept of self-love over self-image that I find incredibly healing and valuable to anyone who struggles with being themselves and being themselves proudly in this world. And we also talk about the difference between self-improvement, which is more so about improving the ego self-image, versus self-love with a capital S, which is about tapping into the love you already are, even if you have no idea what that means or how to even start. Because the thing is, our self-image is often a collage of other people's opinions of us, Good opinions and bad opinions. And we take these opinions and make them our identity. And the second something happens that contradicts this self image, that's when we tend to freak out. We either sabotage ourselves when we experience something so positive and loving that it contradicts the negative ideas we have about ourselves, or we feel terrified or scared of losing our positive self image. If people told us for years that we have such a lovely voice. And then let's say we get sick and our voice isn't what it used to be anymore. Then at that point, we usually feel like we've lost a part of our identity or our value to the world in some way. But our value, our true worth, is independent from the good things that people say about us. Yes, those things are nice and it's enjoyable to receive compliments. But when we realize that We are so much more than people's opinions of us. That's when true freedom arises because we can move about the world and be our fullest selves and not let what people think of us prevent us from living our best lives. The journey of the hermit into the page of cups is an honorable one. It's also a hopeful one. Change can feel painful Life is so much more than the pain we feel. Life is offering us so much more all the time, and it only takes an open heart and the ability to see our own value before it may be fully apparent to us. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self, Love, Tarot. And if any of you guys are interested in enrolling for the Adored and Worthy course, a course on spiritual self-esteem, it will be available to you guys on June 29th. And basically, it's a self-paced four-week program and you'll have access to all the content on day one, which makes it incredibly easy to learn at whatever speed feels right to you. So I'll be talking more about that later in the coming episodes, but otherwise, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast and the course, hit follow on the podcast Instagram, which is at tarot. Alright guys, thank you so much. Have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next time.